You're listening to Around Comics, episode 214, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and Witchblade from Funimation. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week a revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. And we're uh, we're back at Dark Tower after a, a week away at, uh, at Challengers. We wandered our vagabond ways. We yes. wandered down... It wasn't there. our part of town. It wasn't our part of town. Yeah, <laughs> it's too ritzy over there. No, they were great. They were they were great hosts for us for the uh, the James Robinson signing, and then uh, and then another episode. And Dal Dal was a really fun guest to have on. Yeah. Dal knows his stuff. You should. He um, owns a comic shop. <laughs> That's probably a prerequisite. It'd be better if more comic shop owners knew as much as he did about what was going on in <laughs> comics. You know, it does help. Yeah, it does no, help. But it, but it, unfortunately, it's uh, it's not the uh, not the truth out there for a lot of shops. But uh, you know, like you said, we have a a, a a richness of shops here in Chicago. It's so. an embarrassment of riches. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I'm uh, Christopher Naisman, your host, and uh, I'm joined alongside Mr. Tom Caters. Tom, how you doing? I'm good. I want to tell our both of our guests that I'm not like a bing, one of those crazy bingo people that have like <laughs> I got this glass as a gift. This flash glass sure. is from a listener, Woody Myers, mm-hmm. uh, who sent this, and Mike Norton gave me this six pack of pile up. I don't usually show up with like my good luck tokens. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> like rubbing the six pack before I talk, and then I gotta flip the cup over. Like I'm, I don't usually have this much shit in front of me it's uh, mike uh dropped off christmas presents he uh brought me a a fifth of jim beam which uh, well i'll try and uh try and measure it out a little bit i'll try not to get through all of it tonight and then uh uh he brought a a christmas cookie and uh brought you a a six pack of miller life uh tall boy camouflage cans fall edition where is it? I can't see it. Exactly. Look. <laughs> Even if they're on a white Where's table. Where's my beer? Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. I can't tell how big it is. Well, our two guests this week are uh, uh, two new guests to the show. Uh, we haven't talked to either one of you gentlemen uh, on, a, on a proper episode. But uh, uh, first of all, uh, Tom Stillwell, you're uh, uh, what we like to call uh, an alumni of the Windy City Comic Con. That I am. You are uh, you are the uh, head of Spinnerack Comics, which uh, the Honor Brigade is the uh, the flagship. He is Spinnerack. You are Spinnerack. Yeah. I am. And uh, and as we <laughs> talked about uh, a little bit before we got going, you're also the president of Unscrewed, which we'll talk about that uh, that organization and how it protects creator rights as we get going here. Cool. And uh, our next guest is Elliot Serrano, who is a comic book scribe, but uh, we know him more in the Chicago area as being the uh, the column 
columnist for the Chicago Tribune's Red Eye newspaper and your column, Geek to Me. So, Elliot, welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, let me let everyone know first that uh, that this episode of Around Comics is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. We're waiting for the trade. has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 do, in fact, ship for free. Can I write a new version of that copy? Sure. All right. I'm going to punch it up. So your, your Christmas assignment. Right? My Christmas, over Christmas, I'm going to write a new version. Something, you know, a little sexier. <laughs> Make it rhyme. It should yeah. all rhyme. Like a Dr. Seuss. Like, a Dr. Like, yeah. like the demon. Oh, like yes. Like, as if done by the demon. <laughs> that would be Chasing awesome. Blood. Yeah. I don't know if I could read it. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. We'd have to get somebody. A specialist. We'd have to bring someone else in. <laughs> well, I tell you, let's uh, let's start with uh, with our first guest. We're gonna kind of kind of combine two shows in one, uh, talking uh, about what both of you guys do. Uh, Tom, let's start with uh, with you and Spinner Rack Comics. Tell us a little bit about Spinner Rack and and how you got started with it. I was a bet. No, actually. Um, <laughs> That, that you, you lost. lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For Jeez. the next 10 Jeez. years, you must make comics. Oh, damn it. Uh, no, um, I, uh, you know, I've been a long-time comic fan, and uh, I started to notice a trend a couple years ago. Well, I'm sure you guys all noticed it. Uh, a lot of extra violence, let's say the head-punching syndrome, um, in comics, which I'm fine with. But as a father, uh, I couldn't... Uh, I couldn't... Um, give these comics to my daughter who I want to get to comics and she's interested so I wanted to work on some all age comics, superhero comics for kids and um, not kitty comics but comics that everybody can enjoy kids and adults alike Nice, we actually, uh, we've talked about this you know, ad nauseum in, in the past it seems that you know, everyone's like, oh, we, you know, we have to get kids in the comics. There need to be more kid comics, and and you know, through those conversations, kind of realize that calling them kids comics is going to be the first thing that's going to drive kids away from from comics. And it's really just about making comics that are are all ages. And we sure. we have a uh, we have a, a sticky thread at the at the forum at around comics where people have gone in and listed different comics that are you know age appropriate or all ages and it really seems like there are starting to be some more comics that that are kind of all ages so oh, for sure yeah you know the the trend seems to be kind of going back the the other way a little bit well people need to understand that uh you know kids comic or all ages comics are don't say the k-word i'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but their kids understand a whole lot and as a father you know Sometimes you're talking, you, you don't think your daughter or whatever, your kids are paying attention to you. But they understand a lot more than we think that they do. You know, they understand about death. They don't need to see Black Adam rip some guy in two to understand that. Um, I think that's cool. Yeah. But, but, yeah, for me, it's great. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But, you know, they don't need to know, you know, they don't need to see Ant-Man Ant climbing out of, you know, Janet Van Dyne's nether regions to know about sex or love or any of that stuff. That's how I found out about yeah. sex. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. My What's wife was surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, you can make great comics that uh, are middle ground without dumbing it down for adults and without, you know, trying to condescend to kids. So, that's my goal. Great. 
And uh, Honor Brigade is is the one that I think uh, you're probably most passionate about. Well, I'm working on a couple different things, but being a small publisher, you know, you have to watch out for money. You don't want to overcommit yourself. So you mean, you mean like small publishing isn't an untapped mine of gold? Oh, <laughs> rolling in it. Yeah. Check. I'm surprised. It's all it. about the Benjamins. Well, you know, we were we were surprised at the Windy City show at how many kids showed up to that show. Kids want to love comics. Exactly, and I was so happy for you because you had product to sell them. And oh, definitely. Did, did, you know, and I actually haven't followed up with you since the show. Uh, did you have a good time? Oh, there? it was a great show, and I can't wait till next year. It was one of the sm- the best small cons I've been to. Did you ha- did you have a lot of kids coming up to the yeah, table? Yeah, sweet. What helps that I had the free crayons and the coloring books. You know how to do it, so. You know, I, I go, my wife's a teacher, and every year I go to her school, and I actually talk to the entire school about making comics. And the kids love comics, you know, but they, they access comics now through the video games. They know, you know, Ultimate Alliance and all video that. Video games and the yeah. hip-hop. And, and, the, the, <laughs> and the superhero movies and stuff. But, you know, a kid can go see Dark Knight, which doesn't have a lot of, it has violence in it, but not, like, you know, gore. It doesn't have sex in it you know a kid even my daughter six can be seven could, could watch that understand what's going on they the movies are accessible for the kids so why aren't the comics you know they're going to pick up which i think was a great comic you know the rp storyline mm-hmm. you know they're gonna be lost as we are <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i don't i don't know as you a know. as an adult uh, how how much i You're was not old enough thought. to read that I, yeah apparently, <laughs> apparently not apparently not well, tell you, what's uh what Let's switch gears here. We'll come back to, to Spinner Rack a little bit, but uh, talking of Windy City, uh, is one of the first chances that we got to really meet uh, Elliot and, and get to know you a little bit. You were covering that for uh, for Geek to Me and in a in a video capacity, but you also write for uh, the Chicago Tribune for for folks that don't live in the Chicago area. There is a, a daily commuter newspaper here called the Red Eye, and it's actually spreading out into the suburbs. I, I work in in advertising, so I've got my Tribune rep calls me all the time telling me how great uh, Red Eye's distribution is. But you write uh, a column for the Red Eye called Geek to Me. Tell us a little bit about the column and how you got started doing it. Well, Geek to Me is, as you said, it's kind of um, uh, a geek culture column done for the Red Eye since the Red Eye is aimed towards um, the 20-somethings and up-and-coming uh, uh, adults or young adults. Uh, they thought that having a, a geek culture a column would fit in with the overall uh, mood or vision for the red eye. So I first started out actually uh, writing columns for the comics waiting room and after um, doing that for a bit thought I'd try to break into print media and approach the editorial folks at the red eye and asked if um, they were looking for someone who would be interested in something dealing with uh, comic books and geek culture, which uh, the Red Eye actually does cover quite a bit, uh, surprisingly, and they, they recognize they that, yeah, yeah. they recognize that there is a market there. So, um, what the like billion dollars that the Dark Knight did at the box office worldwide kind of like, wow, there are people that are interested in this. Yeah, and if people are willing to shell out three ninety nine for a comic <laughs> book with uh, half reprinted material, I guess that would be another <laughs> thing too. But they have money to burn. <laughs> money these people, to burn. These people will buy anything. Really. <laughs> so. Disposable <laughs> income. But uh, exactly, this that disposable income. But um. So, yeah, they recognized that. They saw my writing. They liked it. And they basically let me do whatever I want, which is really great. Um, uh, 
if it's uh, it could be comic book related, any other you know movies, gaming. Uh, I just did a feature on the pinball championships that took place in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, recently. Really? Cool. Yeah. And um, and of course, uh, with the Geek to Me blog mm -hmm. that we have on the Red Eye site, um, I have. I can basically do anything I want, provided I'm not, you know, doing a girls gone wild thing, anything like Rats. that. So, yeah. so there's no features like Ontario on your. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Here's a really great comment. <laughs> <laughs> No. no. Well, you know, Tom, Tom is right in your uh, right in your your uh, market. You know the the demographic. You're a commuter. Disposable income. Mm -hmm. We'll buy stuff just because I like consuming. You ride uh, the you ride the train to work. Do you read? Do you read uh, the Red Eye? Sometimes. Sometimes. Have you ever uh, stumbled on uh, one of Elliot's columns? Yeah, I didn't know. I never noticed who wrote it though. But uh, it's only have has a big picture of me in the corner. I just forget. I just like when I put my thumb over the pictures of people in the in the red eye. Don't, don't worry, Elliot. I read it every day. <laughs> don't worry, I read it all the time. <laughs> now you've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of video stuff uh, with the at the blog. So do you like the writing or do you like doing the doing the video? I like a little of everything. I guess because right now the trend in journalism is towards web content and um, more multimedia. Uh, it's no secret right now that print media, as far as newspapers is going, is kind of it's on hurting. a wane. It's hurting right now. And, uh, yeah, did the bankruptcy, did that the, affect the, you at all? No, actually, it's <laughs> funny. Just before I got here, I got an email from the editors at the Red Eye saying that the Tribune's Chapter 11 bankruptcy will not affect my status, and, and I will still get paid, and I will still do all that. But I have to, I have to actually have to renew my freelancer contract by Christmas. They told me that just now. Better get on that. Yeah, I got to get on that. Uh, and by the way, you have to you have to renew four o'clock today. The next, right away. <laughs> the next twenty minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like there's something going on here. They're not telling me. But um, yeah. So the, with the multimedia, when I said I wanted to post a video and 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 just get out there and do that sort of thing, they were they were very supportive of that. And when I said I wanted to go to Windy City Con, you know, they they love that. Sweet. So. so do we. Good. Yeah, we're awesome. happy to happy to have you there. I'll tell you, we're gonna we're gonna jump back over here to Tom. We've got a lot of different things to talk about because you guys uh, you guys are active in a lot of different things. Uh, I want to talk about Unscrewed, and uh, um, we're we're big uh, big proponents uh, for the Hero Initiative. We've we've always loved supporting them, and the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, which is another uh, great charitable organization. Chris is a big supporter. Not for you. <laughs> oh, you're always you always help with the hero stuff. Sometimes, um, but I, I'm very passionate about that that charity and Comic Book Legal Defense Fund is another one that that people should be aware of as far as you know helping First Amendment rights for comic book creators and for retailers and really anyone in the comics industry. But you are the president of another organization called Unscrewed, which I think needs to. Uh, needs to be very well known about by by both uh, consumers, retailers, and obviously creators. Tell us a little bit about Unscrewed and how Unscrewed came about. Um, Unscrewed is an organization that came about to help freelancers. Originally, uh, it started off there was a 
particular guy named Rick Olney who scammed <laughs> an awful lot of people out of tens of thousands of dollars. And we're talking big name creators like, well, I won't say anything. I won't go into details about names, but big people, uh, little guys, uh, guys for 15 grand, guys for five. Fifty bucks. Go, go to the uh, the you'll all be sorry forum at Comic Book Resources. Uh, that's Gail Simone's forum, and there is a uh, about an eight hundred page Got like a million thread. Hits on yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> that uh, that details a lot of uh, uh, Rick Olney's uh, business habits. So, so, to make a long story short, this guy kind of prompted us to realize that there is no like better business bureau within comics. And for the readers out there, you probably don't ever see this stuff, but. There is an awful lot of people getting ripped off in comics because, A, people wanting to break into comics are usually young. They don't have a lot of savvy, business savvy. They don't, don't have much experience just in life in general. And they're, and, they're, and they're tripping over themselves to get into the sure, industry. Sure, sure. And someone comes to you and says, hey, you can write my comic, you can draw this comic, and I'll give you 10% of all the profit. Holy cow, I'm all over that. And uh, so they sign a, a bad contract, and they get in there, and they realize, hey, there's no profit. So I just worked for free. Stuff like that happens all the time, and when they complain, they're told, uh, well, you know, keep your mouth shut or I'll sue you, and they don't know any better. You'll never work in this industry right, again. You know, yeah. and, it, and it's come to be that, and I've been told by big-name creators that this is just how it is. It's just kind of paying your dues, and it shouldn't be. No other business that I know of, I don't work in a field where, you, you know, getting screwed is, is like, you know, the necessity of to get through. Well, in accounting, the first day I, I showed up... Um, they they pantsed me and they mugged me. <laughs> Let's well, go to you. No. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I had to work my way <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> First it was the underwear went down, and then the whole no. Yeah. But so we want to make uh, the playing field a little bit more level for these guys. Um, so the first thing starts with education, um, legal rights, what a contract looks like, you know, what you should be asking for, what not to take. Um, our site has a database of. Uh, creators that are, you know, good creators and bad creators, reviews by other freelancers. So mm -hmm. if you're offered a job and you're not sure who, you know, where this guy is, what, what kind of reputation he has, you can go on our site and say, oh, this guy was. So it, it really is a better business bureau for comfort We're creators. trying. You know, we don't have much of a budget, so mostly it's all on the Internet and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But uh, we have raised money, and the money goes towards um, uh, suing if we have to. That's the last resort. Um, but education, uh Helping a freelancer out if they're in dire straits because they haven't been paid. Uh, I remember last Christmas we were able to help a lot of people around the holidays who had been screwed and couldn't put food on the table. Because people really don't understand that, you know, for the big companies you have all these high-priced creators. Well, not high-priced, but well-paid creators. Mm -hmm. But for these smaller companies, they get by by freelancers. And freelancers, they live and die by getting paid on time. And if they're not paid, mortgages go unpaid. Food doesn't go on the table. They don't pay for their health insurance. Um, and kind of what the Here Initiative picks up for that later on in life. But we're trying to make it so they on never... The, on the front end. Hopefully they never need you guys, sure, you know? Sure, sure. Well, it's uh, uh, for uh, a young or aspiring comic book creator. Uh, where on the on the web can they go to find out more about Unscrewed and find out the resources that you guys have available? We are at uh, unscrewedcomic.com. And we have a, a ton of links there to... You know, contract law, um, how to spot a scammer, um, links to other sites. Like, on our board is uh, Colleen Duran, who is, like, the quintessential freelancer. Uh, she's been through it all uh, legally. She knows the ins and outs. 
Um, so she gives advice. We have legal. I worked in the, in the legal field for ten years. Okay. So we can give you advice on that. What to look for in a contract. <laughs> we have forms on there. You can email us on there. It's all types of resources. Just it's all free for the asking. I, I know one of the. Don't uh, go to Screwed Comic. No, that's sure that it's messed up. Yeah, <laughs> that's not all ages. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not all ages. One of uh, one of the. Uh, favorite little stories that in in several of the interviews that that we've done in the past i remember that we were talking to david peterson and he said that he was lucky enough that whenever he was getting started that uh, just kind of by this weird um uh, chain of events he got to meet guy davis and and guy davis kind of took him under his wing in in the the contract uh, mode of things and said hey whenever you are at the point of signing your first contract or reviewing your first contract let me know and I'll help you out because I have signed a lot of bad ones and I know what to look for. So, I mean, that, that was an example of one guy who just got lucky enough to, to meet an established creator where now you are offering a service that is there for, for anyone that wants to get started. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, you hear too many stories of oh, creators that, yeah, you know, uh, from everything. It's not just writers and and pencilers. It's it's inkers and colorists and editors and anybody that is involved in any of the creative non you know business side uh, of comics because you know creative people aren't really known for their for their their business sense. And there's also we're not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's what it, it's, what. It's, no, you're not, right. it's, it's it's not what we like to do. Should I get paid? You know, right. it's you know that's the I, I'm an art director in my in my professional life, and what mm -hmm. I love doing in my job is getting stuff from you know mind onto paper or or onto the web. I I hate the management side of my job. It just doesn't it doesn't fulfill me. And most creative people are like that. And you look at comics. What do they want to do? They want to draw a page a day and create a comic every month and entertain well, people. Artists also. So tend to be really extroverted. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, if anything, artists tend to be, you know, there's exceptions, but a lot, you know, especially in a field where um, if you're freelance, you're kind of in a room by yourself most of the time. Right. You know, like, it's not like you can turn around and complain to somebody about your, you know, your. Well, there's kind of a stigma about it, too. I mean, once you get cheated, I guess people feel ashamed that they got duped. Mm -hmm. They feel like, oh, you know, I. I sh you know I'll just keep quiet, or they feel afraid that, like you said, you'll never work in this town again, or you got to pay your dues. People will just tell you, uh, you know, that's just how it is. I was told uh, by a, if I a really na well named artist that that's just how it is, and it's not that big a deal. And I was like, <laughs> you know, you you work for one of the big two, and you're telling me this. What about Joe Blow, who's just you yeah. know getting twenty dollars a page or whatever, and he does a whole issue of a comic book, he doesn't see any money for that, you know. Um, so there's kind of that stig stigma about it that, you know, you just keep quiet. And that's the problem. Everybody keeps quiet about it. No one ever talks about it. These guys thrive on that. Sure. Well, it's kind of like, you know, almost like a, a little mini version of, of Hollywood. You have, you know, uh, actors and, and sure, you know, yeah. producers and, 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 you know, people that are just, you know, tripping over each other to get into that industry. And, and they will do you know anything they can to 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 break in and unfortunately comics has that uh, as in well in spades 
Yeah, yeah, too much. So. It's like doing porn to, to break yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I was going to say the P yeah. word. <laughs> anyone will do anything to get in. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was in college. I was young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take your top off. No, no, I didn't mean to draw the naked uh, woman. No. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jamie McAlvey. I hate Karen Gillan. I want him to die. And you're listening to Around Comics. Well, Elliot, we're, we're going to... Um, uh, come back over to you and talk about more of the creative side, which I, I just found this out. Yeah, bang, bang, bang. Uh, I just found this out tonight. I didn't know that you were a comic book writer. Yes, yes. Uh, actually, that's it's somewhat. Uh, it's it's a recent development, actually. Yeah. Have so. you been screwed yet? Uh, I'm going to ask Tom to look at some of my contracts. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Actually, no. The the the. Red so what we do here? We make connections. Make connections. I, uh, well, Tom, we're for, we're Facebook friends. We are. I Facebook know that we're friends. Facebook friends. So tight. We'll get Hands there. Tight. We're tight. Right. We're brothers. Get your hand off of his knee. No, I'm joking. Uh, was, he uh, said I could. But yeah, the, I write. I'm right now. I'm a freelancer for Dynamite Inter- Entertainment. Great. And I'm Dynamite. Co-writing uh, Xena Army of Darkness with Brandon Jerwa. Brandon and I are good buddies. We met at uh, Dragon Con a few years back and hit it off really well. Never been to that show. Dragon Con is an awesome, awesome show. I recommend everyone has to do it at least once. That's it's like more, going to Disneyland. That's more of a like fantasy and sci-fi convention. It, yeah, it's but it, there is a somewhat surreal type of. Of atmosphere to it. Well, I, I was leading up to that, actually. I was leading up to that. But you take a whole bunch of nerds and geeks putting on their best costumes. It's like it's like the prom meets Halloween meets... Lord of the Rings. Well, meets... Dungeons so, and Dragons. So, well, I was going to actually say something more along the lines of Caligula. Because <laughs> you got all these people playing dress-up and a lot of booze... Uh, flowing everywhere. Where where is Dragon Con? Uh, in Atlanta. Hot okay. Atlanta. Atlanta. Hot That's, Atlanta. Uh, Braxton. Braxton talks about yeah. going to that. One. That sounds like nightmare fuel. Like <laughs> I might amazing. see something I don't. I can't unsee. I've heard <laughs> stories. You will see stuff. Yes, you will see stuff. I can't get over the image of seeing uh, Cinderella smoking outside. Uh, That's not good. Uh, you know, but, Cinderella um, doing shots with. Uh, Trying to think of food, Huckleberry Hound, uh, Snow White's body, <laughs> Snow White, Jello shots. Well, you'll see a lot of that. You'll see. I did. I think I did shots with a uh, Cylon Centurion, a chick dressed like Kara Thrace. Wait, n- n- new school or old school? Old school. Old, old school. school style. Style. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's an, that. Uh, quite frankly, that's an easier costume to make. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. And then, um, uh, and the entire cast of GI Joe. I mean. They were all dressed like the G.I. Joe you, action figures. Did you trick uh, Snake Eyes into talking? Uh, yeah, he was. He, he kept in character pretty yeah. good. He kept in character. Well, no one is good. half the battle. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be doing shots with some guy who won't say a word the entire time. Just look, looking at me with those ninja Oh, they eyes. gesture a lot. Yeah. A lot ninja. of gestures. You know. Side language. Imagine really? Snake Eyes pointing yeah. at you doing like a shot. Like... <laughs> Poison. <laughs> Shots, shots, or don't drink it. Shots. <laughs> but yeah, it, and it's a lot of fun. It's it, I went in actually like a lot of folks. They get a little apprehensive about doing it, but you go and it's really a lot of fun. Again, it's the atmosphere. There's sort of an openness about it. No one, you know, no one gets all full of themselves. Everyone's enjoying the day, and I'm telling you, if you can't. <clears throat> Find a friend at Dragon Con. <laughs> 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 You're never going to find a friend. Oh. <laughs> so, 
So I highly recommend it. Oh, if only I'd gone to Atlanta five years ago. Really? Geek Mecca. Geek Mecca. So yeah, but and then Geek talking about con. finding friends. That's how Brandon and I met. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. That 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 really. Uh, I, will, I will say that Brandon yeah. I, speaks I, a lot about your relationship with really. Him. It and I, I have to say, um, he's giving. <laughs> very giving. Did was anyone dressed as Xena while you were there? Was that like a moment of? No, he's um, again. He's remember he used to write GI Joe. Okay. Yeah. So he's a beachhead. You know, he has to. Ah. Oh, okay. All that. So. Did he? Did he write for a DDP? He wrote for yeah, Devil's Two. Okay. Right. He okay. Wrote the G, he had a long run on him on GI Joe with the Devil's Two. And did a couple mini series with them. That's the why that's guys. why Mike knew knew right. the name so well. Right. Okay, that's uh, well. Uh, Joe is over at uh, IDW now. Right. Yeah. Which Yo, is, Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I'm looking forward to. But uh, you're doing stuff at Dynamite, which Dynamite is another company that I think has really come a long way in the last couple of years. They're putting out some really good product. I think it's a you know you want to call them probably you know a second tier publisher uh, to a lot of people's um, you know the way that they. Have, Envision the the industry right now, but well, Dino, Dynamite's been doing some to really be fair, nice stuff. Like ninety eight percent of the total amount of publishers would be second tier. <laughs> would be second yeah, tier yeah, publishers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like about tenth tier. <laughs> yeah. They're tiers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was just like a platform. <laughs> There's <again>. level two. <laughs> A really narrow staircase, <laughs> and then everyone else on the ground. The ground. In the water. Yeah. Well, moat. You know, I the water's that. rising fast. You know, maybe this isn't a really healthy way to look at the at the publishers, but you know, I saw you know like Marvel and DC, obviously, but then you know, I, I love Image and, and Dark Horse, but IDW and Dynamite have really kind of nosed their way in, in there by getting some great talent mm-hmm. and and putting out some really quality books um you know id or uh, dynamite with uh with the boys obviously oh yeah, yeah. you know is that's that's got it that's is that probably their, their flagship uh well yeah superpowers yeah. uh but would you say uh the boys is probably their flagship title right yeah, it's now it's like their top one of their top sellers yeah what? the boys they, and they have a, a lot of licensed properties they got like lone ranger lone ranger is awesome zorro you know sort of your genre your genre books and then you throw they, the battlestar yeah. galactica in there and then the the angel weren't they doing uh angel or oh, no that's yeah. idea that's idea and they also do the Battlefields book, that Garth Ennis uh, war book. That's really oh, right. that is dynamite, yeah. isn't yeah. that? Which is probably one of my one of my my top new series this year. It's only two issues in, but they man, sort of I really stake, enjoyed it. Staked out sort of a genre thing, you know, mm-hmm. like war books. Your your stereotypical Zorro book. Well, I, it, I think though, <laughs> written by Matt Wagner. Matt so Wagner. Yeah, that's, that's no small going, shakes. Going yeah. back to what Tom's talking about, I mean, those are great all ages books. Yeah. Yeah. Zorro's a very well written, mature book. You can give that to your kids. Sure. They, there's nothing graphic or. Or, um, uh, you cannot give the Garth Ennis book to. No, not the Garth Ennis. <laughs> no, 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 Here, here's here's the boys. <laughs> Where's that dribble at? Not yet. Lone Ranger and um, Superpowers. Uh, Superpowers. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. another one. That is, it's a great. They're they're just. You're right. They they get top talent. They make good books. They try to um to try to give you your money's worth. Um, although I I I went on a rant about again the cover price. Of, of certain books going up, and I also understand the. Um, I got really drunk this week on eleven o'clock comics and got a little angry about it. So oh, yeah? I'm going to try and control yeah. myself. This week, because okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a weird occurrence. I, I I I can't get how how some of the how the, one of the leading companies in the industry can just 
I think they're gouging folks, honestly. But, but um, yeah, I, I was embarrassed because you know I I went on a rant about the cover price of comics, and I thought two ninety nine really is a breaking point for me. And Xena Army of Darkness is now at three forty nine. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like three forty nine is the breaking point. No, three fit not a penny Five over three fifty. <laughs> uh, and I put this I put this out on my on my um column um and um. In comics waiting room. If you read Xena Army of Darkness and you felt it wasn't worth the extra fifty cents, I will send you your fifty cents back. Wow. I would do that. So, and so far no one's. But you didn't leave your it. address there. No, I did. Oh, I, okay. You could just email me and I'll get in pay, touch with me. Send me Somehow. your info and I'll. <laughs> How do you like that? How do you like working on licensed properties? I mean, it's, there are Xena fans out there that if you if you screw up, they're going to let you know about it. Yeah, yeah, and actually we haven't heard a whole lot because um, either we're doing it really well or nobody's reading it. So I don't. <laughs> no, I think it as work as far as working on a licensed property. Yes, I am very cognizant of how um, pe- fans of a particular property are Did you have feel. to go back and watch a lot of Xena, Warrior Princess? Well, I've watched a bit of Xena, and, I mean, really, the, the, the honest and goodness truth is... Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, with all due respect, it's really not that deep. So, yeah. Really? <laughs> no? Really? I mean, the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're sitting there and trying to <laughs> unlock the secret that really. is... What is going on in fight? Why does Yeah. <laughs> Why does Xena do what she does? It's basically, you know, Xena <laughs> is kind of, well, she's Wonder Woman in a way. So you, you just basically you treat her character with respect. What, I, what Brandon and I did, too, especially with this series, is I felt with the first series that, while John Lehman, who wrote the first series, incredibly funny and talented writer, I thought, you know, Xena didn't do enough in the first series. So I said, you know, we got to give Xena more action, more, more not just being the backseat driver, really doing some things and then that's what we did yes i tried to watch a little more xena to get the idea of what the dialogue was like that's a lot of that's a lot of saturday and sunday afternoons at two o'clock pretty yeah yeah which is great i didn't have to netflix it or anything and go oh you know i need to do some research this weekend well looky it's, there it's there it is it's is it still on syndication syndication oh yeah oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah sure Good luck swinging a dead cat on TV on a Saturday afternoon without hitting the Xena rerun. Oh, but you know what was a harder one, and and I kind of didn't expect it to be so challenging. It's writing Ash. Really, Ash for Army of from Army of Darkness because hmm. there is a real, you know, he has a certain um, tone to the way he talks. And, and in the in the earlier drafts, when I would sit and write Ash's, you know, snippets. Because after a while, you can only recycle his his quips from the Evil Dead movie so sure. many times. Give daddy some sugar. Right, yeah. give, give me some sugar. He, doesn't, he, the king. he has yeah. a unique way of talking, but also it's not like those movies are filled with Character tons, development. Of, di- exactly. tons <laughs> of dialogue. Exactly. You know? Again, why does Ash do what he does? <laughs> so, you know, exactly. so you have a hard time going, wow. I mean, there's one part where he just yells, yeah, baby, and in the movie it works. Yeah. But if you put it on a page, you're like, he sounds like well, Johnny B. No. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, baby. What if I... <laughs> It sounds like a morning DJ. So, <laughs> well, so, you, you obviously um, uh, watched the movies. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure before you before you wrote it. But is there uh, he, Army of Darkness has been in comics for quite a while now. Is yeah. there is there continuity? Is there you know I'll use a, a, a term I hate. Is there canon stuff in the comics that you really have to pay attention to? In now? the Ashverse. In the Ashverse, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Dirty. What we were given when we were doing the um, Xena Army of Darkness series, we were. Um, given certain directives, like I've I've read all most all the Army of Darkness stuff that's already been done, and for, with Dynamite, I, I've read the um, also read the Army of Darkness series that Dark Horse put out you know, years back. So we were we were told don't 
out and out contradict anything that's been already done. Don't kill Xena. Shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, can I fax you tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I have um, a revision. And to me, it's like the old... I especially have the attitude, you got to try to come up with something new to make it worth it. So I didn't want to step on any toes, and I didn't want to repeat any beats that had already been explored mm -hmm. in the regular series. So as far as canon goes, I mean, within the series itself, just for the sake of... Of, of being respectful of what other creators have done before, you know. Um, Joe Rybant, our our, um, our editor, he's incredibly supportive. He he reads the scripts, he gives us notes back. Everything we submitted to him so far, he's never had really issues with. Uh, when the stuff goes to MGM, you know, they deal with it. You know, we haven't heard anything back yet. So, so far, I think we've 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 been okay. Plus. It, we we just want to try to be faithful to the spirit of the stories, and if we do that, then we don't get. Hopefully, I don't have a total, you know, Xena fan. Xena would never me. do that. Right, right. <laughs> Her disc is not that color. <laughs> well, Tom, you know, with you, you're kind of on the other side of things. You 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 deal with completely your own creator owned. That's right. Yep. Properties. <laughs> um, Whenever, whenever you're writing, do you have, do you edit your own stuff, or do you say, hey, you know, do you ever have a question where it's like, is this a little too much, or do you just have have a good feel for hitting, you know, kids comics or age appropriate comics, or do you ever have someone that's like, you know, this might be a little over the top, or this, you know, innuendo or whatever might. Well, I write mostly for me, so um, I know what I like. Uh, and I do my own editing, but I do go to friends who are writers and, uh, and say, could you take a look at this, make sure I'm not sounding too corny, or, or is this, like you said, not too over the top. Um, you just want it right, and you don't want to feel dated also when you write. Uh, you don't want to throw in a joke that may be funny now, but... You know, Sarah Palin joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Years from now, it's like... What's, 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 what's hoping? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah what's, what's hoping a few years that that uh, has absolutely no resonance with story, anyone? That storyline about the Budweiser frogs, yeah. big mistake. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work as well. You know, that so, thing's going to be hot forever. So, but being a small operation like myself, I have to have to do them all my editing myself. But. Do you um, do you look at a certain era of comics that you have a, a great affinity for and say, hey, th this is the flavor of comic that, that I'm trying to recapture, or are you really more updating and just trying to keep the flavor of that kind of stuff? Well, I look at the Silver Age because you know, a lot of us started, well, I didn't start in the Silver Age, but those comics really spoke to me when I was a kid. Um, I look towards the Silver Age, I look towards the uh, like Wolfman, Teen Titans. That's when mm -hmm. I really got started around Crisis, the first Crisis in, in Teen Titans. And you look at Teen Titans; that is a great book because it, it like I said, it's a, it's an adult book, but and they dealt with stuff like sex and and you know the all kind of death and all this tra traitor. You got a traitor in their midst and betrayal, and but it, a kid could read that. A, a ten year old, eleven year old could pick it up and say, oh, look, it's you know. Had humor in it. Uh, and I it, think they even hold up pretty well. Yeah. I actually went back and read uh, uh, the Judas Contract not too long ago, and you can tell it's it's of that era, but they hold up pretty well. They're I mean, still the only thing I think the kid may not understand is why Donna Troy wants to marry some like middle aged dude. It was a beard. <laughs> it was a beard and the fro. Yeah. And the Ronald McDonald fro yeah. he is working. So okay, I mean, why does this guy? Why, why is it so wrong for Donna Troy to want to marry a middle aged dude? <laughs> Okay, it's, that's a hope that we all hold on to. It works for Drew Peterson. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Too soon? 
Too soon. <laughs> yeah, don't write that into your comment. <laughs> Didn't he, he got engaged again. Yeah. Did he really? 23-year-old girl. Is, is this is that national news? I never. I think maybe it is. is. it? I think a bit. Oh well, well, yeah, I was in CNN. I think. Wait till they find the body. Plural. All right, back to all age. All ages kids. All right, back to the Tom. Tom I, I had a question for you, Tom. Yeah. And I, I'm just curious because I I find this is certainly the case for me. It's really easy to write poorly, but don't you find it? Sure. Re, re, now, so isn't it? Don't you find it really easy to write bad dialogue for a comic? Well. I study a lot of comics. I mean, every comic I get, I probably read about four comics. I was going to say, is that what you call it studying? It, I, it's, it's really a study. I read, you know, I read Johns, I read Simone, I, I read everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I try really hard to make characters sound like normal people. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be cheesy. That's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do find that. I, sometimes you can you get into your thought process and... And you're writing dialogue, and you have to stop back. And, and I, a lot of times, I just stop and I say it out loud, see mm-hmm. how it sounds. And if it sounds like a, you know, cornball, it's it's gone. So mm-hmm. I agree with you there, though. It's hard. To, it's it's easy to it's easy to write bad dialogue. There's been I, enough of it written. Yeah, yeah. Now, because that's like the, the one of the big issues I always have is writing dialogue, plotting, visuals. When I actually try to get those characters to talk. Who's your Who's your favorite um, dialogue writer in comics? Oh wow, that's tough. I mean, I could fall back on the easy answer and say Alan Moore, because I think a lot of people forget that Alan Moore is British. When you listen to his characters talk, they sound so American, mm-hmm. and it's really impressive. But uh, Jeff Johns, really, he does. It, considering how dense his books are, that guy's got a—he's got a lot of—he's got a crowd in his yeah. brain when he sits down and writes all that dialogue. Yeah. And, it, and it's not time. even just writing Chris dialogue; it's mm-hmm. about it's about capturing characters exactly. and and being able to you know get different voices. Mm-hmm. And that's as as I've really tried to you know kind of like Tom to study comics. Not that mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I'm ever going to write a comic, but you know try and be able to to understand the craft a little bit more. That's something that really I get impressed with is by capturing different voices, being mm-hmm. able to write different yeah. kinds of dialogue right. for different it's characters. It's also such a modern thing. Not that comics are such an old thing, but you look back at like Silver Age stuff, and not to disrespect people like Gardner Fox or like that, but a Gardner Fox comic is completely preoccupied with the puzzle and solving the puzzle. The things people say, you could take all the word balloons and mix them around and attach them to yeah, different any people. It doesn't, any other character. It doesn't matter, because yeah. that wasn't... It, it's all about the puzzle. It's all about setting up the puzzle and having the uh, characters figure out how to solve that puzzle, where nowadays, as you know, readers have become more sophisticated and a little bit older, and I think people are... Um, it's just fiction for like kids and adults i think kids even nowadays are a little bit more sophisticated like you can't get away with having all the characters sound the same and there mm-hmm. are comics sometimes when you read them i'm like why why does everyone you know why is everyone for sure saying like it doesn't seem like anyone's actually anybody in the comic and this is i think it's probably what impresses me with guys who are really good at it like alan moore or jeff johns is having people say stuff that sounds like a normal conversation while they're wearing ridiculous outfits. <laughs> <laughs> doing ridiculous stuff at the yeah. same time, visually. Yeah. You're seeing uh, like them yeah. do, or looking really like legitimately silly. I mean, outside the context of it being a comic book, but having them say something that isn't ridiculous, that you don't like laugh and go, why is this person 
you know, why is this person doing that? Yeah, is I'm actually, I'm, I'm rereading Watchmen again and yeah. getting ready for the movie and all that. And I think there's even a, a, a Dr. Manhattan comment whenever it's like that, that next generation of, uh, of, of superheroes and and he's meeting them for the first time and comments about this you know young group of people wearing these ridiculous costumes and yeah it's like yeah you kind of forget sometimes mm -hmm. you know walking outside of that world but uh, you know um, you look at a guy like Azarillo and uh, trying to read a hundred bullets and get caught up before mm -hmm. the finale of that and just the different voices for all of those if you if you've read that series there are so many characters in that book and each one of them has a very distinct voice to them you know it's something in team books that i really respect it's uh you look um it's not that mcduffie is writing the best jla ever right now but i i do think that he has a great feel for for developing different voices he's writing it really yeah. good except it's just sort of become a uh <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna uh say something bad about the art it's just become uh, opportunity for ass shots for various yeah. female characters. That last issue, <laughs> like gratuitous uh, the, ass winged, shots. the winged ass shot was not good. <laughs> the which one? The winged ass. Just oh. like the, the midair sex. Uh, yeah, or yeah. the. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Let's conveniently have Black Canary sit in this chair backwards yeah. so we can get a nice <laughs> ass shot. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's really good dialogue. And a gratuitous and ass shot fit in shot. there. And not to say that Ed Bennis doesn't draw. Um, a really nice ass. A really nice ass. It's just that every <laughs> single woman has the same ass, and every single guy is ripped. <laughs> and like, yeah. it, it's a little. It throws off the book a little bit, especially with someone like McDuffie, who's so good. I think at giving different characters different things to say yeah. and do, that it all kind of looks. I think it looks samey. I'd like to me, see Bagley take over when he's done with Trinity. And yeah. On JLA, I think he's doing a, a great job with Trinity. I like his JLA in Trinity. Yeah. yeah he yeah. he nails those characters. Uh, whenever you're whenever you're um, writing a new character or trying to develop a new voice, is there a real world person that you kind of tie a character to sometimes? Voice like, in your head, maybe. Or... Well, actually, most of my characters are, are aspects of me. Okay. Uh, in different in different places uh, or. They are, this isn't anything that you need to take medication for, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm integrated now. Uh, no, it's, um, you know, just the way the different ways I approach things or, you know, different aspects, I said. Or I take a character that I really, really like and copy it completely. No, I'm just <laughs> but Take it yeah, wholesale. Steal it. No, uh, and just put a little twist on Like my main character, Toy Boy, is basically a really pissed off Blue Beetle. And if you read the comic with that in mind, you can see it. But otherwise, you never see it. Well, that's hard because you can't, like, say that at the beginning of the book. Yeah. It's like, think of this Toy person Boy. as a really beetle. pissed off Blue Beetle. <laughs> no, but, but good writers, you, you – and more might be the best at it of – you know, you can you can think of this character, and it's just uh, an alternate twist on them. So that's always well, I'm pretty just exciting. like Blue Beetle, but not richer with like stuff. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Besides, like, you don't have a bug? Come on. No, I don't. I don't. I even have a car right now. Sort of homeless. <laughs> <laughs> So besides the uh, the Xena and Ash, which that is on shelves now? It's on shelves now. Uh, issues one and two of uh, Xena, Army of Darkness are out. 
Uh, issue number three should be coming out shortly. Okay. And um, my one shot, uh, Army of Darkness, Montezuma's Revenge, will be out in January. Now, are you wanting to stay in licensed properties? Is just kind of something to do? Or do you have aspirations to, to write other books or your own stuff? I'd like to do my own stuff. I mean, right now I'm just having a lot of fun doing the freelance stuff. I, I Are my aspirations to um, do my own thing? There is really so much really good self-generated product out there right now. I think that sort of stuff deserves my, my support, and I don't want to go out there cluttering, you know, the market. Um, there's a lot of clutter. Yeah, there's it's, a lot of clutter. I mean, I mean, we're lucky. There's there's a lot of really good comics out there, there, there right is. now. Exactly. And that's why, you know, with with, um, with uh, the Red Eye and with the geek to me blog, I try to um, try to showcase some of that. As for what I do, you know, if, if someone wants me to let me play in their sandbox a bit, I won't mind and have a little fun with that. Okay, cool. Now, uh, where can we find the uh, the Geek to Me blog? Because most of our listeners are outside of the Chicagoland area, so they're not able to get a red eye. So where can they find you on the web? All righty. You can go to uh, redeyechicago.com slash geek to me. So that's where the Geek to Me blog is. Or if you just go to redeyechicago.com and click on the Voices banner, you will find uh, my bio along with a list of all the columns I've written. Yeah. And um, you can also contact me via the geek to me blog or if um, you just want to get in touch with me, always at redeyegeek at gmail.com. Yeah, I think there's even a, a video interview with a very fidgety Chris Neesman at the Windy City Comic Con. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I've been meaning to say about that. Uh, to, like, you out? kept backing <laughs> up. I would like put my mic in front of you and you'd back up a Is step. like this? Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, not, I'm not used to speaking in that's front okay. of a no, microphone. That's okay. No, that was fine. And my camera person had to slowly move the camera. We the 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 background kept changing behind us. At one point, we had I think the Hancock right spin. behind us, and it it slowly moved out of the frame. Afterwards, I'm going, what did I invade his personal space or something? I, I wasn't trying to like kiss no, you or anything. No, you should not try guess. and hug your interviewer <laughs> right before I. Yeah, that was that was uh, like afterwards. Afterwards, yeah, afterwards you can hug. Yeah, that was like uh, four o'clock on uh, on that Saturday, and I was pretty pretty wigged. You were uh, you were you were geeked up. You yeah. were really you had a lot going on too. So I appreciated you he taking the time to talk about that. He <laughs> the clipboard, he had everything. Yeah. And that, that clipboard had stuff on it. Yeah, it wasn't I just mean, a, my, not, like my clipboard. I gotta say nothing. that was one of the best run conventions I've ever been to. So. Hey, it was, uh, it was a, a lot of Sal, and, uh, who's not here tonight, but we had fun with it. And, and next year, actually, I have to, I have to sit down with him this week and uh, and start planning next year. So cool. it's uh, it's gonna happen again, and we just have to peg down our date and uh, and get everything reserved. So yeah, it's gonna be. Gonna be another another fun year. We were talking about it. Uh, the the biggest bummer for us is that you know we we made a we made a, a little con that we would have liked to have gone to as as just fans and di- <laughs> didn't really get to get to do it from from that perspective. But uh, yeah, next year should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can have uh, have both of you guys. Uh, I will be there yeah. for sure. I right. might be there. <laughs> My daughter had a great time. Did awesome. She? She was running around as Hawk Girl. Oh yeah, that's right. You're, <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, "That's a pretty sweet costume." I was going to ask her to explain Hawk Girl's continuity to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. she's a, she's nice. a r- resurrected spirit of an Egyptian princess. Her lover. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all I know, Chris. Damn it, I'm interviewing you again, and after the end of the inter- interview, you're giving me some sugar. That's what you're doing. All right, doing. all right. And I tell you, we'll, we'll put we'll put an X on the floor as a mark yeah, for me, and I won't mark. Sit still. <laughs> yeah. 
Show me the doll where he touched I interviewed your chair. meth addicts who were calm around cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of those days. All right, Tom, for you once more, for, uh, for Spinner Rack Comics, where can people find you on the web? You can find me at SpinnerRackComics.com or HonorBrigadeComic.com. And for Unscrewed? So UnscrewedComic.com. It's kind of a theme. Right. Dot com. <laughs> Mike, Mike Norton's uh, messing with you over there. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, uh, before we do, I, I need to tell you a little bit uh, about Witchblade, the anime series. Tell me. It is now available on DVD yes. and digital download. It's based on the comic book series from Top Cow Productions. The anime series goes into the future to tell the tale of a new bearer of the Witchblade and the conspiracy that surrounds her burden. The 24-episode series box set features wraparound box art by Mark Silvestri. The box set includes 100 minutes of extra features, including all you want to know about Top Cow, with interviews and a tour. Witchblade is also available as a digital download, available on iTunes, a PS3, Xbox, and Amazon.com. I should make a list of everything I want to know about Top Cow, watch it, and then see if... If they're does, all answered, what flavor coffee? <laughs> yeah. You could uh, you could visit www.funimation.com slash witchblade to view clips of the series and the box art, and that is uh, a really fun uh, fun anime series. It kind of mixes the the whole anime thing and witchblade. If you're a fan of the witchblade comic, you should definitely check it out. But if you uh, have never read witchblade, it's it's a new adventure. Totally sets it up uh, uh, a new continuity. So don't feel like you have to have read all of the Witchblade comics to understand it. You can uh, email the show at info at aroundcomics.com. We love hearing from folks. Uh, here in a couple weeks, probably get back to some emails. We'll we'll try and uh, um, keep from the how would you fix DC emails, Tom. I don't know. I just read comics. <laughs> I have no answer. Does anyone just like comics anymore? Or... I do. I got all my venom out on yeah, 11 good. o'clock this, yeah. this week. I was angry. <laughs> Very angry. Uh, we are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support, and uh, essentials of life and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809 and remember our, uh, our end of year your hero initiative drive here we've got uh, uh, a bunch of stuff that we've set aside for a raffle that we're going to do the next time we record uh basically just make a a ten dollar or more donation to hero initiative you can do that right at the around comics homepage. there's a, a paypal button that'll link you right to to the hero initiative and we've got uh, rich kozlowski gave us signed copies of the the king we've got stuff from funimation the uh, afro samurai complete deluxe edition first uh, first season the complete uh, uh witchblade series uh mike norton we're doing a silent auction for a uh, jerry ordway inked page of trinity that uh, you can go to the around comics forum and check that out it's silent auction uh bid starting it's uh, it's a little over a hundred dollars just send me your bid in for that and uh, and we'll raffle or we'll give that away and raffle it's off the, the rest of the stuff Quizno scene <laughs> yes, it yeah, yeah, no. yes, it is. Yes, it is. The Quiznos scene. Eating uh, sandwiches. <laughs> um, I love those. Uh, I love those Golden iTunes sandwiches. music oh, reviews. Yeah, right. 
please drop by the iTunes Music Store and uh, and leave a review for the show. It's a great way to uh, let other people know about the show. And do us a favor here over the holiday season. Uh, if you have a, a comic book reading friend that doesn't listen to the show, tell them about it and, uh, and have them check it out. We would appreciate it. Uh, you can, as we've already said, drop by the AroundComics.com forum. It's uh, The forum's been very active of late. So yeah. uh, thanks everyone for posting. We got some uh, got some uh, nice uh, uh, nice Christmas presents. Bean Lynch sent some sent some prints here. I've got some uh, some stuff that he sent in. I've got to take a look at. Uh, got a glass. You got a glass. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jason Wood sent me the uh, Ten Cent Plague. Yeah. Did you read that? I, no, I just got it uh, from Amazon. No, I mean, today. did you read it before? Because he asked me what. And no. Okay. I no, thought no, you didn't read it. No, I haven't. I haven't read it. And uh, 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 Dan Corbett, uh, Papercut, uh, sent me the uh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba uh, uh, details. Yeah, keep sending, keep giving us things. Yeah, you know, and that sounds terrible. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not asking am, people to, to send people. to send me gifts. Chris is but, not, but I am. But I, I really, I really wanted. To, and, and these, these are, I mean, these are really friends that have, that have sent this. Stuff, I don't care. Stuff in. Right. Uh, I'm for the benefits. Yeah, my, I, n- I never had to have met you. Yeah, Mike Sims, uh, KY can uh, can or. Uh, um, KY comic guy on the on the forums here and at eleven o'clock. Is that for sent- Kentucky comic guy. Or- yes, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just I'm hoping. Into Dragon Con, I guess. He sent me. A, he sent me a pint of Woodford Reserve. Jesus. Very, very. So to about emphasize, that. Chris is not asking for gifts. But Tom is. I am asking. <laughs> You can check Tom out uh, two, three times a week uh, for Tom versus the Flash. Yeah. Look it up on iTunes. Yeah. It is a great blow-by-blow uh, walk through to the history of Flash. An idea for a contest, and so people should email me. Not, I don't know what I'll give them. And send them stuff. And send yeah, and send me things. <laughs> send yes, always. Always send Tom always, stuff. Always, always send me stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm on eleven o'clock comics once a week on uh, Thursday or Friday when that comes out with uh, with Jason Wood and Vince B and David Price, where we talk about everything and anything that's on our minds. Uh, check out the folks over at ifanboy.com. Here after the first of the year, I'm gonna try and start getting back writing my comic shots article. It's been a little crazy at work. I so never want to hear you complain about a creator being late. Being late. Because you are like the you are ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk of comics. I am, I am, <laughs> it's dude. I've got I've, I've I've got a column that's been half written on yeah. Freak Angels for about a month. David Lindelof now. over here, can't yeah, finish no, his shit, no shit. Yeah, but I'm not raising the price of the column to three ninety nine. So yeah. I'm ashamed. Yes, sir. Working in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today, Elliot, Tom. It's been a been a pleasure having both of you here. Uh, you guys will be back next week. Uh, that's the one that we're going to record oh, here in just a sure. minute. And, uh, and, and Tom, uh, we actually, we're not going to hear from you for a little while. Uh, yeah. yeah, you'll be back uh, mid January, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because you're going to be uh, you're going to be out of town. I'm going for to an adult bowling party. All right. right. Well, it's a bowling party for adults, but I like to say adult. It's an adult bowling party. It's so, taken in Detroit. Yeah, so we'll see you. We'll see you after the after the first of the yeah. year. Then, uh, which reminds me, everyone have have a very safe and happy New Year. This actually comes out after Christmas, so uh, I hope that everyone had a, a fantastic. Uh, Christmas or, or Hanukkah or Festivus or whatever you observe. Whatever you celebrate. Whatever you observe. I hope your holiday season has been great. And please be uh, be safe. Don't drink and drive out there for uh, for New Year's. Drink and stay wherever you're going to be. Drink by yourself at home. In the dark. Yeah. Reading comics. Reading comics. Alone. Com- <laughs>
So uh, thank you guys. Thank uh, Mark Beatty here at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, as always. We'll be back again on Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime... Oh, in between time. That's right, Sal's not here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel comfortable saying it, to be honest. <laughs> we'll be everywhere in and around comics. <laughs>